1: Bridget and Scott, if the Bruins played the Rangers all preseason, they'd be undefeated. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. Uh, They had about four other opponents in there. But they finished the preseason strong with a 3-1 win over the Rangers in Madison Square Garden. And the game-winning goal was Matt Patra. Yes? Yep. So just, you know, the icing on the cake for his his preseason. And um, he continues to be the main storyline throughout camp. And now that preseason is officially – over with the games there's only one thing left to do and that's make it official
2: yeah and it's really hard to imagine them not at least giving him the you know at least the opening night spot and go from there and you know i would keep him through the whole nine games that you get to keep him uh before you burn a year off his entry level contract and make a decision then like you don't you don't have to decide right now if he's going to be in the NHL all year or get sent back. You have this almost like extended tryout that you can give him, so you, you you might as well. He's clearly earned it. He's been pretty consistently one of their best players when he's just about every game he's played. The only one he maybe wasn't was the second night of a back-to-back, and even that game he ends up scoring a tying goal in the third period. So. uh yeah, I mean, his goal tonight starts with him winning a faceoff in the defensive zone and then uh, Trent Frederick and Morgan Geeky kind of going to work on the four check. And eventually it's Frederick setting up Potcher right in front, finds, you know, a soft spot on the defense and, and buries it. Um, I thought, you know, certainly it was interesting to see him get put on that line. We had obviously discussed the possibilities where he could go. And, you know, I think the two options were second line with Marsha and DeBrusque or third line with Frederick and geeky. And he gets put in that Frederick geeky line. I thought they started slow, like really slow. I don't think they had a single shot attempt halfway through the game. Um, But just as we saw when he was with Marsha and Frederick, they kind of picked it up the second half of the game and got some chances and eventually the goal.
0: Yeah. And even that goal you mentioned in the third period of last game. It's a highlight real goal. Like that was a beautiful goal that he scored. And it's one of the things that people, when you're thinking back, if you're putting his body of work together for the preseason, you're looking at that goal and you're going, okay. He saw that he had a lane to the net and he took it. And one of the main criticisms for him coming in was that he's more of a playmaker than a shooter. He's more of a passer than a scorer. And he has more goals and assists in this preseason. So he kind of quieted that, you know, if you're, if you're talking about, Oh, what does he need to work on shooting more? He has shot every time he had a chance. I mean, he's really proven that he knows when to pass and when to shoot. I think he's proven himself. And I know there were a few comments made by the broadcast had Montgomery on and Cam Neely on, and they both had quotes that were a little bit more telling than stuff that they've said to us in media scrums and whatnot. And one of the comments was Montgomery to uh, Darren Pang on Mason Lori. He said he's going to be part of our future. The only question is, is it October 11th or sometime later this year, which is more telling than anything we've heard about Lori. And then Neely speaking in the first intermission said, we told the guys their spots that are available to earn. And he named Patra, Lori, and Beecher and said, we wanted to get another look at them so that to see if they could crack the lineup. It's always nice to have a hard decision. We want to know if they can handle an 82 game schedule. So I feel like both of those statements by coach and management show you that this has been something that they are seriously considering, even with Lori, who is someone who's Further in the depth chart just because of how strong the decor is. So I think Patra has clearly shown he's ready and will be in there. I think Beecher has had a good preseason. I think he should start there. I'm not sure if he will. Um, Lorai, I think they're very seriously considering him as well. So um, I think no matter what, if you take away from preseason, that they're all close to ready. And you have these prospects that are, right there if you need them is a good thing and it's it's a positive sign
1: yeah it's a very positive sign the uh the Bruins have been knocked for in recent years for their lack of of internal prospects and you know just a matter of a few short I don't want to lump it all just to this preseason because you know Patra was on people's radar last year and in juniors and low rise, you know, people are watching him in uh, Ohio state last season. And, you know, Lysel obviously has, has been a name. So it's not like people are totally caught off guard, but I think certainly, I mean, with Beecher it kind of seems like the timing is right. Uh, you know, he's, he, he's 20, 23, maybe 22. I mean, played NCAA. Um, had some time in Providence, like it kind of makes sense, like that he's making a push now. I think we all expected him to at least try to vie for that for, for the fourth line at some point this year. Patro is the one where it's just like he just seems like he's a couple of years earlier than anybody anticipated, um, and and it's 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 an incredibly pleasant surprise. Lori, yeah, it's uh, because look, if if the Bruins didn't have Hampus Lindholm. Um, I think maybe there's a, there's a stronger case to maybe force a kid into the lineup, but because the Bruins decor is certainly, you know, set to start this season, I don't see them necessarily rushing him on opening night, but as I've said on previous episodes, like I think it's going to be a part of this decor at some point this year, if it's not opening night. So to your point, Bridget, yes, it's, um, there's a lot of great things happening with these prospects and some very impressive camps out of these kids.
2: Yeah, just quickly, just to uh, push back a little on the Patra shooting thing, I will I will note that he has three goals on four shots this preseason, so he's he is not going to shoot seventy five percent for the year.
0: He's picking his spots, Scott. Come on, <laughs> like this is what I'm saying. He's picking the spots. Like you can't criticize him for passing when he needs to pass and shooting when he should shoot. It's seventy five percent. That's because they're smart shots.
2: Yeah, I will say if he can keep up that efficiency, then he'll be one of the greatest players ever. So that'd be that'd be fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, the, all all three have certainly been impressive and uh, it does feel like Laura is, you know, we've kind of kept saying, I think everyone's expectation is well, he'll start in Providence because they're deep and you know, no point to rush him, like let him play there and he can be the first guy called up and I still think that's how it will go, but they're clearly giving him, giving it serious consideration to keep him for opening night. And, and if you think about it, it's not, you know, it's not like there wouldn't be a spot for him. Like, you know, if it bumps Derek forward out of the lineup or like even Kevin Shankirk, it's if one of those guys is the seventh defenseman, you know, I think that's a good problem to have. Um, you know, Forbert certainly hasn't lit the world on fire this preseason. Neither has Shenkirk. So, uh, you know, I'm of the mindset that those guys are veterans. They've been here before, and I'm not going to panic just because they didn't have the best preseasons. But, you know, when you're talking about competition, it's like it, Montgomery is kind of he's made a few comments throughout this preseason about veterans not really playing like with the desperation he'd like or or whatever or intensity that he'd like. And it sort of feels like, you know, that's almost like a message to some guys of like, don't, don't think your job's totally safe. Like, you know, you, you gotta, you still gotta win it. Like you still got to go in and compete. And every veteran will say that, but it's almost human nature though. Like if, if you've been there and you've been in the league a while and you think you have a roster spot, pretty safe, maybe you do kind of let up, maybe you do sort of ease into it. And, you know, I kind of wonder if that's caught up to a few guys who now might be in battles that they didn't really think they were going to be.
0: Let me uh, just say, if you're, a if you're a bottom pair defenseman, your position is in competition, right? You shouldn't yeah. just be like, I'm a veteran. Like you're in the bottom pair. You're yeah. always gonna be on the cusp of fighting off either, you know, a younger guy that's Mason Laura coming into the lineup, or even just like someone else that like Forbert and Shattenkirk, they have Laura to worry about Ian Mitchell. Um, they've they've had different guys throughout training camp push for those spots. So even at a point, Callahan looked good. So there and Zaboro like those guys are all coming for your your bottom pair. And so Forbert and Shattenkirk, I know they're veterans, and we kind of gave them last episode and, and previously kind of give them a pass for not having a good preseason because, oh, they're veterans. They go through the motions. The young kids, they're not going through the motions, and they're making you look bad. And so Lori has outplayed them, and if the message to them was what Neely said is that spots are up for grabs, and if you play hard enough, you get them, then they've done everything they can and they've done the right thing. And those guys kind of took their spots for granted for Burt. Shattenkirk, I feel like we didn't see a lot of.
2: Um, he He only played two games.
0: Yeah. So I feel like him, I'm not really sure how to judge him in preseason because we didn't see him a lot and he's a little slower. Like he didn't make a huge impact, but Laurie has been someone that we obviously had an eye on because he's a prospect and he's made a lot of his uh, his opportunities. So I don't think Forbert or Shattenkirk should feel safe. I don't think, you know. And, and then there's Ian Mitchell and Laura. Like there's plenty of competition for the that bottom pair.
2: Yeah, and the last thing I'd say about like Laura potentially making it is, you know, that would likely mean that both Zaboral and Ian Mitchell get waived, and I'm fine with that. Like that that wouldn't really bother me. Um, I don't think Zaboral's really hopped at all this preseason or even in training camp. Um, and Ian Mitchell, I think, had been making a strong push. I don't think he made a good final impression. I thought he struggled tonight. So, you know, I mean, he's, as I've mentioned before, like had some tough games in Chicago, you know, has played 82 NHL games. Um, I, you know, if Laura starts in Providence, I like having Mitchell around. I like the that depth on the right side but I don't think it's like essential that you have to keep them. And I'm not sure he'd get claimed on waivers. So you can probably still have him in Providence. Um, but yeah. And like another guy I think about is like, was he a little too comfortable to start was Morgan geeky who, you know, we talked about before, like his, his roster spot was always going to be safe, but he started camp kind of slow. He started his first couple preseason games slow. And all of a sudden, you know, here comes the last preseason game and, he's not the third line center anymore. He gets bumped over to wing and finally has a strong game to his credit. Like I thought he played well, ends up with two assists, you know, as I mentioned, like was part of the four check with Frederick to, to set up Patra's goal and then makes a nice play to set up AJ Greer for the empty netter. So, um, you know, finally, finally brought it, but it's like, did it take this push from Patra and, you know, the, Threat of moving over to the wing to sort of light a fire under him because now it looks like he's most likely starting the year on the wing and and not at center, which I think is is good for the Bruins. I think it creates a a deeper lineup all around, Um, but it's obviously not the role he probably initially thought he was going to have.